so nice. It is nice just to like embrace the kind of like the just the natural liquids and sweat of your body and just actually like not we don't always have to be clean, like pristine clean, you know. It's, it's like impossible. Just just embrace it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Embrace the sweat. Even when you're dancing, if any of you are going to do the um, the the healing dance mm. that you might need in your life, just allow your body to to sweat. It's part of the process. It's part of the getting the toxins out, like physically actually getting yeah. the toxins out. But also, um, it's part of the whole experience. Yeah, um, it's like elimination yeah. of elimination. The healthy way of it. It's like you're like going to yes. the sauna or, or the spa, and but this is kind of doing it in a in more of a sensual, even kind of soothing, relaxing way, you know. And you can have the the opposite of that way. You can feel the fire and feel the heat. And I'm sure your burlesque class goes through that motion of it being really sensual and soft, and then it goes more into like, yeah, more friskier yeah. energy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> going, through the, going through the waves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We we have classes where it's like sometimes it's really slow throughout. We're just feeling the song. Sometimes it's more like um, fast. But overall, there's a good mix of both. And you know what I was gonna add? Um, when it comes to sweat, um, I also find this kind of healing to to be in that place and then going to take a shower and get feeling that is leaving your body like for good is it's out yes um yeah it's it's gone (laughs) so yeah slate yeah Mm. exactly not only physically but also mentally and emotionally i think it's uh it's part of the whole process so embrace it yeah embrace it yeah Yeah. (laughs) and is there anything else what's what's going on what's your next step in terms of like your dance, your business, what, what are you moving towards now? What, what's like upcoming so people can kind of get excited about <laughs> that? <laughs> okay, so we do have a lot of uh, workshops coming up and I'm also hoping to have some with you at some point. Yes. But um, at the moment, we have classes every Thursday um, at seven o'clock UK time. Uh, for an hour until eight o'clock sometimes actually I run over because I, I get excited towards the end <laughs> but everyone can leave at the time that they want um, so yeah we have an hour online classes um, every Thursday and we have a few workshops in, on flexibility like we have flexibility workshops every month um, with another um, performer mm-hmm. and I also host um, a burlesque podcast with my lovely friend and fellow burlesque performer vanilla rose who is yeah we basically talk about all things burlesque and the magic of burlesque every monday um yeah it's called the glitter chat and you can find it on baw burlesque on our instagram page oh cool yeah check it out check it out yes (laughs) and i i i might be coming well i'll definitely come to london but i'm thinking of uh, actually doing a class in July when I'll be there and then okay. when I actually come back in September because I'm still in Cyprus at the moment I'm planning right. to spend my summer here but when I do come back in September I want to start having online and local classes as well so I can help more people as well yeah That's amazing 
That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you? Like on Instagram? Where else? Let's see. So I have Instagram. My Instagram is um Fire Velvet F Y R A V E L V E Double T E. Fire Velvet, which is my per performer name. And you can find my uh, business, BAW Burlesque, um, on Instagram and on Facebook. You just need to type like BAW Burlesque and it will pop up. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's really inspiring to see kind of where you've come from a year from now. You know, you've, you've, yeah, it's inspirational. Like, why wouldn't you want to try burlesque? Like, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> you know, it's, it's journey, right? Absolutely. And by the way, you should definitely come to class. I can come now on Thursdays. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually have my coaching on Thursdays anymore. I had a coach originally on a Thursday evening. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it anymore. So, um, I will definitely next week. If, if yeah, yeah, next you week. went to <laughs> next yeah. week. We're doing like a vintage style burlesque i do oh, oh I'm, i forgot to mention that we do like vintage style and then we do like neo burlesque style oh. so we're using both props and the floor and our heels i don't know if you want to bring heels but you can bring yeah, them <laughs> yes bring them on <laughs> so oh excited. yeah damn right oh i love it yes i'm there <laughs> yes sounds, fun. sounds so fun definitely <laughs> amazing cool thank you so much thank you thank you for having me it was such You're a welcome. pleasure to spend this hour with you oh it's so good so good <laughs> cool so welcome this is the donna marie podcast where we have all sorts of topics on all sorts of incredible people and today I have creative director and founder of Barbalesque. And this is Natasha Ornat. She's a burlesque dancer and performer who really aims to empower women through the RFTs and help them discover their most erotic and sensual self. So tell us a little bit more about what you do, going a little bit more in depth about who you are, what you do, and kind of how you got into all of this work. Oh my God. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on this podcast. Uh, it's okay. really, <laughs> it's really nice to be able to express this, um, this world that I live in. So how did I get into this? So basically, I started burlesque when I was, um, 20 years old um I, I would say like late 19 but I, I still felt a child I really did feel like a child at heart and um I didn't know what was out there I was like quite frightened um I still had that like innocence from uh, carried on through my teens into my into my early adulthood um which was four years ago now almost five and um in, the, in that space of those five years, I feel like I've grown so much because of burlesque and because I slowly started discovering who I really am and embracing the child as well as the woman that I'm becoming. Um, <laughs> so when I started, I was really afraid. I, I was really afraid. I didn't know what was burlesque. I didn't know what, like, my sexuality, my sensuality. 
I didn't know any of those. I just felt like um, this girl who was literally lost in in mm -hmm. in a world out there, and. Um, I just attended my first class, which I was too afraid to attend by myself. So I invited mm. a friend with me and she was like, okay, let's give it a try. She actually never went back, but I personally did. <laughs> and week after week, I would never let Burlesque go. Um, but in that first class that I went to, something changed in me, something clicked. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? This is, this is something that really interests me because it's something I've never experienced. And coming from like a very, I, I want to say like close-minded background when it comes to sensuality and embracing it, uh, femininity as well. Um, this was a whole new world that I wanted to experience and experiment with. So yeah, when I went to my first burlesque class, I kind of knew that that was it. Um, like years on, um, I started doing burlesque shows. I started doing, um, attending drag shows. I would go to circus performances, not, not mm. well with the circus per performances. It was more like to get inspired, not really to participate because I'm not a circus artist, but seeing other people, uh, what they do and how they channel the, those energies um, into their art. I was oh. just getting inspired. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so um, I, when I moved to London, I was getting all these um, ideas that I wanted to go uh, from one theater to the other. Um, I would go to all sorts of performances, even if it was like in the speakeasy clubs or to um, bigger theaters. In general, I just wanted to experience as much of the art as possible, of performance art in general. And eventually I found a troupe of women who wanted to do burlesque because they really loved it. And I joined them. I actually didn't even wait because usually you have to go through classes mm -hmm. and then eventually be promoted into the, into the troupe. And then I was straight up with the, with the director. I just want to go and be a performer. I don't want to go through the classes because I've done the classes yeah. and I feel like I'm ready to progress. And um, so I went through an audition and I got into it. And then from there, that was it. I just became part of this group of women. Um, and we just went around London. We did a few shows. We couldn't do much because we were very low budget. But we, we, we aim to do like once um, every year or twice every year. And um, we could do solo performances in smaller shows and stuff like that. And that was when I actually started getting out of my shell a little bit and exploring a bit more and actually having fun and not just um, not just performing the move left, right, up, down. Um, so unfortunately, with the COVID pandemic, everything had to end because, mm. yeah, lockdown. Um, but... It was in those times I actually found the strength to do something by myself because if lockdown okay. didn't happen, didn't happen, and I was still um, performing as part of that group, which by the way was lovely, um, yeah. I would never be able to found, find my own. So I took um, I took a level three personal trainer program. I I, I took the certificate. I got 
through all the classes and stuff. And then I was like, okay, well, now I feel ready to embark on a journey in the, um, in the physical world. So I could actually teach people and train them properly. So I combined my two loves, which was the gym, <laughs> exercising and burlesque, which was more of a performance and, you know, feeling the feminine and allowing yourself to express your feelings um, through dance. So I combined them and I created a BAW burlesque, or you can call it Bow Burlesque, of Badass Women of Burlesque. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Badass Women. There's not like, let's not uh, filter any of this out, right? <laughs> you know, hashtag no filter that's what it's all about on these podcasts <laughs> literally what's what it is <laughs> absolutely what's the best thing you've learned about yourself that process then like what what's been the like most fulfilling and exciting thing or multiple things that you can share and inspire people with um i feel like i had because of lockdown again um, mm. And I'm, I'm talking from like my most recent experiences um, because I did have a lot of breakthroughs in the past years that I started on this journey. But my most recent ones was because of, of lockdown. And was it was that I needed to find the courage and take a leap of faith to do what I wanted to do and just stop thinking that I need to be qualified in everything. I need to stop thinking about others people's opinions about what I do and you know I actually had a stable career in um, uh, animation and I, at the time I was studying at the master's level my illustration degree which by the way I still practice I'm still an illustrator yeah. um, but I had to give up my animation career so I could take like I had to choose between animation or dancing yeah. and I, I chose dancing because that was my true passion so it was a bit of a self-discovery journey right there that, um, you know, you're not as passionate about animating or sitting in front of a desk as you are about dancing and empowering women, empowering people in general with, yeah. with dance. So I gave it up. That was something that I had to die, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, you do. You have to kill things off, don't you, like uh, with a stone and and just like release what's just not serving you maybe you know maybe it will come back to you another time and you can yeah. when things grow and evolve and you know it's never lost stuff is it when when you have like you're multi-talented you're you know they all come back in different ways in so many ways and yeah. that's really inspirational I think like the pandemic really did open a lot of people's eyes to yeah. what's possible and the potential like it certainly did mine I was yeah kind of a bit like had to go inwards and a lot of people had to go inwards to kind of realize what, what what was possible um and I think you know I've actually been doing the research on on the sexuality aspects of how much people have actually been kind of addressing their sexuality in lockdown has shot up by like 45 percent or something ridiculous but like there's more people like masturbating more than ever, like more people like like checking out their bodies and doing body work, like body image work, and like more than ever. It's powerful. So, so powerful. Good. So good. Like, um, to be honest with you, I, I also had to like, because of lockdown again, I had to go through this phase where I, I was unpacking like stuff and yeah, I was hey. discovering gems within myself yeah 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 yeah. 
and um, it was a journey throughout like literally the past year it was such a huge journey it took me from one end of the spectrum to the other um, and there's still that. a way to go um, I did tell you in the past in one of our previous conversations that um, I had like a breakthrough about my sensuality as well mm-hmm. that yeah <laughs> and um, how I reconnected with my with my own heritage and how um, I actually claimed who I am <laughs> and yeah I just... love that very <laughs> much what just... thinks yeah 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 that's beautiful yeah, exactly how was and... that how did you do that and how was that Oh my god okay so I did feel well when when I was in lockdown because I spent the first uh, six months of lockdown in the UK um, and then I moved back to Cyprus because I had a feeling that there was another like long term mm. of lockdowns coming up and I was like okay I don't want to go through another one by myself here so um, I packed my things I moved back to Cyprus and in the very beginning, I was like, oh my God, I really miss London. I was having breakdowns because I really wanted to go back to London. But then I knew that if I did, I would probably be stuck in my room, uh, which was exactly the thing that I was running away from in the to start with. So um, I just had to make peace with the fact that I'm stuck in Cyprus. And mm-hmm. I'm putting this in quotes because at the time I was seeing myself as stuck. But... <laughs> Um, as time went by I I realized I wasn't so what happened when I moved to Cyprus was that I started reconnecting with nature and the natural elements that are around Mm -hmm. me in comparison to when I was living in London which was basically a room and the only nature that I had around me was a small park (laughs) with like five trees and a few flowers um (laughs) (laughs) which is so sad it's so sad like I actually had to walk to get some place to get some nature um so it did make me reevaluate some things um I got in touch with like the water and the way it feels on me like I actually started Mm -hmm. feeling um and embracing the feeling of when I'm touching the earth or when I'm touching the grass and when I feel the wind I, I don't know I started really reconnecting with nature and with the elements and that made a huge shift in my confidence, um, my self-esteem, literally everything that I was two years, that I, I was afraid to be two years ago, I became in the oh. past 10 months that I was living in Cyprus. So I had this huge confidence boost that was coming from nature. And yeah. I realized that I just needed to shed away all the opinions of people um, who were telling me it's not what I'm doing is um, like wrong or they don't like burlesque or Mm -hmm. like it's too provocative I don't know their their opinions didn't really matter Mm -hmm. so I yeah I just decided that whatever they say is not as important as what I believe and I just went for it I started doing my thing (laughs) And yeah, that's how um, I found, yeah, I, I found true happiness, which I didn't have. It's crazy, isn't it, how, and I, I really resonate with the elements because I did that last year too. And it's just funny that you say that because I was like, they really never embraced the elements at all. I was like, oh, this was really incredible. Just like fluid and water and like the earth and earth erotica and like, just like the sensation of that and how it makes you feel like yes. for your body. 
it's just incredible so it's really fascinating that you say that and and yeah and just kind of liberating through those like shame barriers or um what other people's like perceptions are of about womanhood and you know even like the wording that is just passed down through like centuries and yeah it's so ingrained in us um we think we are that in the end that's why we get so triggered by it because we think we are that um but we're not and I think it's so important to be able to shine that light on women who are feeling repressed and oppressed in their own bodies and you know that burlesque is, is so much more than just a performance it's like a it's therapeutic it's empowerment it's like tra- transmutation and so tell us more about um like what else is going on to with your performing arts and you know what you the three three best things that you kind of learn about doing all of yourself and inner work oh wow as I said I found so much about myself okay three Mm -hmm. best things yeah is that I realized that I'm capable and I am powerful and I can do whatever I set my mind to this is um I mean this was a lot coming from someone who didn't have who was really shy didn't have a lot of self-esteem and um if you asked me to do this um this podcast a year ago I would probably say no because I was too afraid or maybe too shy I I don't know but I would probably not be in the position that I am today and um apart from that yes I did become more powerful but I wanted to give back so it wasn't yeah. it wasn't just about like receiving from from nature it was also mm-hmm. about giving back to other women so yeah. that that has a certain power in it in its own right because when you give you also receive um yes i'm giving like when i'm dancing and i see my students i see that they're smiling i see that they're enjoying mm-hmm. this i see that they're feeling it and literally yesterday um we I, I usually play a song in the beginning to get into the mood and they all dance, they do whatever they want. And usually I just play for a minute just so that they can like get into the mood and feel, feel the music and feel their body. And we couldn't stop dancing. We just kept on dancing mm. for like five minutes straight on. Um, and <laughs> it, it turned into this small dance party that I did not expect to happen. Oh. <laughs> it was so good. Um, so... <laughs> just seeing that they're actually feeling it. They're actually embracing their moves, their bodies, their feelings and how their bodies express themselves. And also some of them, some of them grabbed props and they just brought them in. I'm like, this is, yes. this is so, so quick. <laughs> this is wonderful. And oh, yeah, of course the God. smiles, this is what I'm living for. I'm living for seeing other people happy because of what I can offer them. I just yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh I love that it's, it's just so powerful I think there's like so many different levels of confidence isn't there and I've come to realize this over the last couple of days there's, there's confidence and then there's sexual confidence and they're, they're quite different like you can feel confident you know having a conversation with people you know seeing people and being extrovert in certain situations but are you sexually confident to the point where you just become unstoppable and no matter what anyone says, no matter what anyone does, or if you feel like you're failing or you've got like a block or whatever it is, you still become, un- you're still unstoppable because it's just like a fire that just yeah. like transmutes everything. And um, I think to actually make people realise 
that sexual confidence and confidence is like different and kind of how to bring that out in your burlesque like they're clearly channeling that energy from you and um yeah you're taking them on a journey and they don't even realize it that's power i love that it's like exchange yeah yes it is an exchange of power it's it's like as you said it's fire you're giving and then you're receiving and then when you receive you give more it's like mm. it's it's like building, it's building really, and building <laughs> yeah and it keeps on it's wonderful i just i don't know how to to express that feeling because it's so so strong and mm. it it's that kind of feeling when you have that you have when you're with an instructor or a teacher who stops being a teacher they're just like a part of the community they're just yeah. like yeah you're one you're united and it doesn't matter if you're like england australia i don't know canada uh, it what matters is that you're all there at the same time experiencing the same thing so yeah. that's what really matters for me i know i love that you complete just entwinement and entunement and just real connect just connection isn't it it's that union of you know we are all at one and I don't mm -hmm. think people realize the power of what that can do and you know what dance can do to your mental health and this this is really important as well because I honestly think your sexuality is the foundation of your joy your happiness and your mental health right and when we're so repressed and oppressed, we're not we're not happy, we're not fulfilled because we're just blocking our, our happiness and our joy, our pleasure. And um, so in terms of like, what's your opinion on that? Because it's mental health week, actually, it's kind of like two more days, although mental health is every day, right? Not just for a week. Yep. Um, so tell us a bit more about like, what's your opinion on how you less can really help someone on a deepest level? whatever is going on for them so I mean generally speaking before I go into specifically about burlesque dancing is a healing power in in mm. its own form and whether you do hip-hop whether you do salsa or burlesque for that matter you will get something out of it because it's a connection between your body your mind and your soul it's 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 all three kind of combining and whatever you're whatever you feel like expressing yourself in. Um, speaking of mental health specifically, um, I was actually going, I was telling you earlier, but I was mm. going through a, a bit of a rough patch myself earlier this week. And um, I just had this really ur urgent need to, to express myself. And I didn't know how, and, and my body was kind of like, okay, you need to dance. My body was like kind of responding to me. I was having this feeling that I need to dance to express myself and get those feelings out. And um, I didn't know exactly how they were gonna come out, but I just, want, I just knew that if I put on a song that expresses me and I kind of set the mood, um, I'm, it's gonna come out and I will heal. So what I did, um was that I literally closed all the windows it was broad daylight but I closed yeah. all the windows to make it into like into the mood that I wanted to to be in I was feeling sad I was feeling like super sad so I turned all the all the um, lights um, off and then I closed all the windows and the only light that I allowed myself was um like a very deep blue um light that was almost kind of black 
And that was like how I was feeling. That, that was my emotional space at the time. That was how I was reflecting oh, um, in colors around me. Yeah. And I just put on a, a song um, on the computer and I started dancing to it. In the very beginning, I didn't know what, what was coming out. But eventually I was repeating it and repeating it and never, never where the choreography or sorry, the dance was the same as the last time I danced to the same song. It was always different. And by doing that and listening to the song, a kind of a healing happened, which mm. I don't know how, I, don't, I can't explain it. It just kind of manifested its power on, on my soul and kind of patched it up. Mm. So what was fascinating was that once I was finished, I was like, I was so tired, I went to bed. And then the next day I was still feeling sad um, and I did try to go over uh, the same song and try to like do the same thing that I was doing the day before. And then I realized I'm not in the same place that I was yesterday. I healed. I actually thought in my head that was this, there, there was this thought that said, this is old. You're not, you're not feeling that anymore. You're beyond mm -hmm. that. You're, you're better now, better off now. Yeah. And yeah, I just switched to something else that fitted my mood that day. But what I'm trying to say when it comes to mental health is that your body and your soul will be like will express themselves differently. So for anyone out there who needs to hear it, just you don't need to do much. You don't even have to turn off the, the lights or the windows like I did. You can just mm -hmm. find some space, put on a, a song that you like or a song that you feel expresses your feelings or it, it could be like a super happy song. It could be, um, I don't know, if you're feeling like a bit more down, you can put a song that's slower. It depends on how you feel. And then just don't think, don't think too much. Just start swaying from side to side. And when the time is right, your body will, will start doing its thing. And just, just let go, stop thinking, just let go. It's gonna happen. Um, and feel free to do what I did. I, I just kept repeating the same song over and over again until the healing was done. And I don't precisely know when the healing was done, probably at the point where my body was too tired to continue. <laughs> um, but at some point you will know when it's time to end. It's, it's something that comes naturally to us. And the, it's, it's step one of healing. You can do this as many times as you feel you need to do. Personally, for me, for me, it was just one day, um, but the main healing happened on that yeah. particular day. Yeah. It is powerful, I must admit. I, I dance most evenings, and if I don't dance, if I miss a couple of days, and I'm just like, something's not feeling right, and I'm like, what am I missing? Oh, yeah, I dance. <laughs> and what I've been doing recently is I've been going out in the garden, at night which is something I never used to do and just dance like just dance so it's freezing cold but just allowing the coldness to like penetrate through your body and that is just like it's like it's almost like cutting away all the crap like it just like pierces through the shit <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh <laughs> and also the um the, the night like not having any lights around you or knowing that not many people are watching or maybe even having the moon and the stars I don't know where you live but if you can yeah, yeah. have those as well it certainly yeah. has a certain 
ambience, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Really, I've not, I think it's because it's been a new moon this week. I did, I did it a couple of days ago. Uh, like I said to you earlier, I was like, I was in absolute streams of tears and just kind of moving with it. And as you, because you, you know, you're moving energy, that's, that's the thing, you're moving energy out and you just got to keep moving it's like working through every crevice in your body until it like completely just transmutes transmutes and then you're like absolutely you can be absolutely exhausted after it or you can feel really invigorated so yeah it's um I would say you know it's about embracing sensation and kind of not identifying with your emotions just allowing them to be allowing them to flow out yeah yeah exactly and I love what you said Mm. yeah exactly I love what you said you know with the um let your you let your tears come out which I think Mm. is also very important I mean it could be like for me when I was dancing earlier this week it was tears like I I was actually crying because the dancing brought that out in me but I was also feeling a bit like my sensuality was coming out too. I felt, yeah. I did feel the eroticism in the dance. And yeah. I also did feel moments of happiness and, 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 you know, let your emotions out in yeah. like actually express them on your face. You can cry, yes. you can laugh, you can be loud, you can be quiet. It doesn't matter. You know, just, this is the magic of dance. Um, and it, it can be fast. You can be dancing fast. You can be dancing slow. It doesn't really matter. It's, it's the way your soul is expressing um, through your body. It's expressed yeah. through your body. That's, Absolutely that's it is. Yeah, we have all these uh, energy blocks and things. And I think one of the things that there's a lot of shame around is and even in sex, it's like, can we actually express our voice? Like, can we groan? Can we moan? Can we scream? Can we squill? Can we, you know, so many women are shy to do that. And I've had to, you know, um, work on that myself because you're kind of like repressing your expression through not voicing out. And that can happen in erotic dance. You know, you can just like let out a sigh or groan and just like unlock all those like components that just need to be expressed. Yes, thank you so much. Honestly, you can compare the two because Mm. it's both of them have a, a sense of suppression that it might have come from society, I don't know, cultures, but yeah. honestly, it's it's natural to to want to express with your voice or with your eyes or, you know, even, even with your clothes, I don't know, but you can express yeah. yourself any way you want to, because if you don't, you're, you're kind of like putting them in a box and you're storing them inside you subconsciously, you're not even conscious about your, your, that you're doing it. And then if you don't let it out, it kind of stays there. Yeah, so true, so true. So for anyone that has kind of like a little bit of resistance or fear about trying burlesque or trying what you offer, what would you say um, to them who are kind of like really nervous and, you know, in that situation where you were? (laughs) (laughs) I would start by saying that I was you (laughs) once, five years ago. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah five four years ago and I do remember the feeling I actually remember walking to my first burlesque class and being there I was so shy I couldn't look anyone in the eye (laughs) um and I felt so so like cornered and belittled in the very very beginning and then Mm. as the as the class went on I felt more comfortable women around me were smiling oh also not just women there were men as well um, people around me were smiling and 
it just made me feel more comfortable and more confident that hey actually this is not as bad as you make it sound like or yeah. ma make you make yourself believe it is because yeah yeah it's something new it's something that you haven't tried before but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not a great experience if you try it out so I would say if anyone is afraid of trying it out um to to actually come to a class I do my first classes like the first class for anyone who's new is completely free so that they can like test it out yeah. and see if it's for them and all of the classes that I do are beginner friendly and if ever I need to do like an improvers class it's because some of the girls are getting better uh, and they want to advance into intermediate so all of the classes are by default for beginners and for people who haven't done burlesque before I've had so many people and a lot of my students, I've seen the confidence in them like skyrocket <laughs> over the course of a few months. Um, so, yeah, I would say if you don't feel comfortable coming onto the class, because we do online classes, um, if you yeah. don't feel comfortable coming onto the class and having the camera on you for the first class, you can leave it off because you're not feeling too comfortable. But eventually um you might notice it in yourself that you want to connect and communicate with us more than just um like on a text or by writing in the chat or mm -hmm. more than just um opening your microphone for like five seconds and then turning it off because usually the communication happens when we're all visibly like sweaty and like oh, I love it. Up. Yeah. <laughs> <Enjoy the sweat. laughs> enjoy the sweat like bathe in yeah. the sweat I mean, even sweat is kind of healing. Let's just be here. <laughs> yeah, this is it's quite funny actually. This is something that I've had resistance to over the last. I've I've only kind of realised I had resistance to sweating um, as I've been doing personal training, right? And I'm like, oh, I can't break the barrier because that means I'm going to be dripping wet and I've got all this sweat. And it's only over the last couple of weeks where I've actually just been able to allow myself to sweat like in front mm. of people and like without shame. And I'm like, what? It's like, it feels really weird because I'm like, oh, I'm sweating. I'm like, it's okay. And it's okay. Sweat. <laughs> you know, it's bizarre. It's, I think a lot of people have that. Uh, have that. You know, there's a lot of. I definitely have that. Yes. So yeah. many times because. Yeah when I'm training at the gym people I mean I'm I mean I'm a person I'm bound to to sweat after yeah. being at the 